Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, The Return of Pedro Strope. And ask me questions if I was confusing. Pedro Strope is back. The Cubs have added him to a minor league contract and sent him off to the South Bend alternate training site. This allows me the opportunity to tell you, whether you've heard it before or not, the story about Steve Clevenger. Steve Clevenger was a catcher in the Cubs' pipeline. Bounced a bit between the Major League and the Minor League and the Major League and the Minor League. And in 2014, in July, he was with the Cubs and... Cubs AAA affiliate in Iowa, in Des Moines. And on the night of July 1st, he was basically told, go to your hotel room and stay there. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Go to your, go to your room and stay there. We're, it's not a case of we want you to come to the ballpark and watch the game and sit on the bench or you know we, we might use you as a pinch hitter late in the game or just we want you to go to your room in the hotel and stay there. I don't know if the team was on the road or at home, whichever, but go to wherever it is that you're supposed to go and stay there. And word kind of got out that Steve Clevenger has been told to go to his room and stay there. Kind of like it was, you know, a police state sort of a thing. You're required to stay there. We're being sequestered. Why would you sequester a minor league player? That seems rather extreme. Why would you tell a minor league player, go to this room and stay there? If you're going to trade the guy, just trade him. Well, here's the thing. It was July 1st. On July 2nd, the international spending period was going to begin. On July 2nd, trades involving the international spending money could start. And Clevenger's trade had already been agreed to. And the Cubs had a sinking suspicion that getting Clevenger involved in this trade would possibly, maybe, 
just a little tiny bit, incrementally, you've heard me talk about incrementally before, incrementally help the team. So if he'd go to the room and stay there, he wouldn't get injured by a foul tip. A person wouldn't accidentally swing a bat and hit him in the head. Just nothing should happen to him if he stays in the hotel room. So he stayed in the hotel room and the Iowa Cubs game went along as it did. The Chicago Cubs game went along as it did. And the important thing was nothing happened. Nothing of consequence happened. And then July 2nd rolled around. Steve Clevenger was told, you are being traded to the Baltimore Orioles along with starting pitcher Scott Feldman. Feldman would start 15 games the rest of that season with Baltimore. He'd done fairly well with the Cubs. He did fairly well with Baltimore. He would become a free agent and go on to a couple other stops before his season, his career would end. So Scott Feldman, a half a year of Scott Feldman, and Steve Clevenger. Not Mike Clevenger, not related, not even spelled the same. Uh, what did the Cubs get in exchange? Well, first off, they got some international spending money. Baltimore was not prone to using their international spending money. So the Cubs, in the trade, acquired some international spending money from Baltimore. And I think that was the... Was that the... Labor Torres and Eli Jimenez year? It might have been. Might well have been. That, some of that money could have been spent on Glaber Torres or Eloy Jimenez, you just, hey, international spending money. Cubs also got Pedro Strope. Strope would go on to become the Cubs' all-time leader in postseason relief appearances. And the Cubs would also get a pitcher who was thinking about retiring. Very seriously contemplating retiring. Jake Arrieta had ceased to enjoy baseball. The Orioles had told him, this is how we want you to pitch, specifically. These are pitches that you have in your repertoire that we don't want you to use because we think they might be injured. They might cause you to get injured. So Arrieta had started to think too much, and he just wasn't enjoying the game anymore. And he was, not only was he thinking about retirement, but even if he didn't retire, he was mentally tapped out. He was not going anywhere with Baltimore. It was never, never going to work. I still compare that trade to the Lou Brock trade with the Cubs. Lou Brock could have stayed with the Cubs for another 15 years. He still wouldn't have figured it out because the Cubs didn't have the people around that were going to allow him, that were going to encourage him, that were going to help him to figure it out. After a couple of weeks in the minor leagues, Arietta was called up to the Cubs, and he looked like he was an adequate pitcher. He might be able to get something out of him. 
And we all know Arietta figured it out. Pedro Strope figured it out. And with one exception, I've been very, very, very supportive of Pedro Strope and his time with the Cubs. And it has nothing to do with his hat. It has nothing to do with his hat. If you're angry because a person wears his hat a little bit off kilter, probably you're mad at people for swinging at 3-0 and pitches. But there was one reason that I did get upset at Pedro Strope. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Just took a nap, got up, looked at the numbers. Yeah, okay, cool. People are listening. People are getting ready for the Cardinals-Cubs game. And starting to listen to the items that I have prepared for the run-up to the game on Friday. If there's anything that you hear that you enjoy, feel free to share. And the ones that don't look like they are specifically up your alley, don't have to listen to those. But I try to make them worth your listen. Because I'm trying to get all of us to dig deeper, think further. And if there's a topic that isn't initially what you're leaning toward, perhaps there's something there anyway. Check out the podcasts. If there's one that you think you want to share with someone, feel free. But mostly, thanks for listening. So the one time that I didn't approve of Pedro Strope, shortly after, the Cardinals were in the World Series. Oscar, well, they had just missed the World Series. The Cardinals had just missed the World Series, getting eliminated in the National League Championship Series. And Oscar Tavares, who had been picked up as, who had been signed internationally, developed through the Cardinals system, and was presumably going to be their guy in right field for the next decade, died in an automobile accident in the Dominican Republic during the World Series. And as the news was breaking, there's just no upside to young player and his girlfriend are out driving after they had effectively split a fifth of some sort of alcohol, vodka, bourbon, I can't remember. Celebratory for the season being over. And they went out and were driving in the Dominican Republic and there was an accident and they were both dead. It was a very sad day. About three weeks later, maybe it was four weeks later, Pedro Strope got into an accident in the Dominican Republic and looking at the automobile after, I kind of wondered how he had survived and I was a bit upset. I was a bit upset because after the Tavares death, I would have thought that would have sent a message to 
players across the league to limit doing that, particularly in the Dominican Republic, where the roads are historically rather bad. But the players on the Cubs team, the Cubs organization, continue to rally around Strope and... He was very popular in his time with the team. I wish he hadn't done that. But fortunately, the Cubs got off a whole lot less expensively than the Cardinals did. And Strope was fantastic with the Cubs for an extended number of years. And now he gets to share his story with other players in the Cubs system. I'm in the process of running through a list and podcast episodes of members on said list of players who are in the Cubs alternate training site. Players who are on the 60 in the 60 man player pool but not on the 40 man roster or not in the on the 28 man roster. And who are they? Why are they on the 60 and why are they not on the 28? And especially the pitchers, or perhaps any of the players who are Latins, would probably have a good time sharing the joy that Pedro Strope has in playing baseball. Sometimes we forget baseball is supposed to be fun. Sometimes we get angry over somebody not getting a base hit with runners in scoring position or somebody not having a useful at bat with a runner on third or this or that or the other thing. Pedro Strope is joy. He completely enjoys being a baseball player. If he can impart just a little tiny bit of that joy, just a little tiny bit of that joy to any of those players at the alternate training site. The importance of preparing for a game. The importance of knowing your opposition. The importance of each time you go out there, it matters. I wouldn't be at all surprised in six or eight years to hear, or maybe even not that long, hear from one of the players at the alternate training site now. Pedro Strope helped me to be a better professional baseball player. Not by showing me a different grip on my change-up or um, the best, anything specifically technical. Maybe he is going to be a future coach at some time. I certainly wouldn't rule it out because if Pedro Strope wants to play baseball, or if Pedro Strope wants to coach baseball after his playing days are done, I would absolutely dig him coaching players in the Cubs system in Boca Chica or Mesa. Because there will always be players 
who would appreciate the joy that Pedro Strope brings to the game? Some people like everybody to be buttoned down and don't show any emotion. And if you do something well, keep it very well to yourself so nobody gets. Pedro Strope enjoys baseball. If you set him loose with a bunch of 16, 17-year-old kids in the Dominican Republic and ask him to help them learn how to be better pitchers, he'd do a damn good job of it. If you ask him to help kids who are 18 to 22 to 24 in the Mesa site and teach them to be better baseball players, to be better at pitching, he'd do a damn good job of it. Strope. Spent successful years in Chicago. He went elsewhere. It didn't work. He returned to Chicago. He chose Chicago. He chose the Cubs. He chose Pedro. He chose Theo Epstein's organization when he could have gone anywhere he wanted. And I think that's a good sign for the future. Will Pedro Strope help the Cubs win a single game in 2020? I doubt it. I don't think it's particularly all that important now. I think he knows he's probably about done. Whether he signs a contract in 2021 or not, I think by 2022, the world will have normalized to an extent, as to the extent that it will. And hopefully, if Pedro, Pedro Strope is interested in coaching baseball, he will consider coaching in the Cubs pipeline. And hopefully, the Cubs will welcome him to do that. Cubs signing Strope, the, they could have added any of a very of num, various number of different people to the alternate training site. They selected Strope. I'm totally good with that. May he help at least one of the players. Maybe he'll help Braylon Marquez with something. I don't know what it is. Maybe how do you do an interview after a game when it just didn't work out that day? Or how do you... Set up a hitter who has your number. How do you... Any of those kind of things. They're, baseball is such a between-the-ears kind of a game. If Pedro Strope can help make any player better, it helps the team. It helps the organization. And... As the as Strope arrives in South Bend, he'll help someone. I'm confident of that. I don't know who, I don't know how, I don't know what. This is a good move. It helps the organization long term, incrementally. It's not a major move. And for all the people who are trying to get a whole bunch of points with people saying either Strope sucks now, or 
The rest of the bullpen sucks, so send him in. It's about player development. So we'll see how it plays out, but I'm glad Strope is back. Strope enjoys baseball. Hopefully he can impart that joy to at least a couple of the players in South Bend. And who knows? Maybe he can locate something. Maybe, maybe, maybe. He's worth two appearances in September. I don't know. They've tried a couple other guys and it hasn't worked with them. I'll try it with Strope, see what he's got. And if it does get to the point where he has absolutely nothing left and the Cubs decide they want to bring in somebody else, it may be that Strope is completely done. It could be the case. But I'm glad he's trying one more, one last time with the Cubs to try to add something additional to the organization so that the thread can run on into the future. Welcome back, Pedro. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll try to post another podcast as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to make that one worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs, go. And be nice to people.